What is going on, everybody? It's Wednesday, September 21st, 2022, Season 3 of the Tail Goats Podcast. My name is Will Finn. I'm joined by my brother, Andy Finn, and the man in the middle, Mark Sursik. How are you guys doing this evening? Doing great. We're trying out this Discord tonight, so hopefully it all works out well. Yeah, we're, we're really doing it, Harry. It's it's vir- virtual for the first time ever. Yeah. So you guys will have to let us know how it sounds. I, it I, only took us 90 minutes to get to here, but we're here. I, I, we I, made it. I personally feel like it, it, it isn't the best, but we're going to make this make this work. And we're starting to show off kind of... Uh, you know, I, I don't know really how to put this because I think the the mood of Browns fans is kind of all over the place. If we would have recorded this podcast on Monday, I feel like we would have been a little bit more reactionary. Uh, I think maybe at some point during this, I might blow up. I, I, I really don't know how I, I feel. Maybe I'll blow up when it's my turn to talk. The Browns were thirty-one to thirty losers to new, the goddamn Jets. Goddamn Jets! You just started swearing. Like Anton is going to cut it off already. Well, yeah. you know what? The, the, I'm I'm sorry with how I feel right now, but I have a lot of it's things pathetic. I want to get off my chest. This is yeah. This and is what's, this what's is almost is like that... a, a, a airing of grievances, and I'm gonna mute myself, and I'm gonna give you guys as much run one at a time as as you want to empty the tank. Yeah, Mark, go Mark, ahead. Go ahead. I think no. we're gonna, like with this new with this new like Discord thing. I think we're gonna have to pass it off. Yeah, we're Mark, gonna have to raise hands and stuff. So, Mark, go ahead. No, I think it's just ridiculous, and it just shows the type of teammate that Nick Chubb is, and he almost felt guilty for scoring his third touchdown of the game, which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, he thought the game was over. We all thought it was over. You know, we were up at 99.7% chance to win, and they scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes. Um, you can't blame Cade York for the missed extra point. It shouldn't have even gotten to that point. Uh, you got to be able to record an onside kick. I mean, you got to be able to recover that. Uh, so it's, it's very disheartening. You know, that's a game you need to win, especially with Watson out the first 11 games. Uh, so that one definitely hurt, and hopefully the team's even motivated uh, to face Pittsburgh next week. And I, it's kind of alarming that uh, the defense has already called a, a players-only meeting. So who knows? Maybe that'll help shake the, the team up and get back on the next uh, the track for next week. So I'm happy we're facing Pittsburgh this week because they are bad right now. They're a very bad team. Uh, the, their quarterback situation, it's almost comical from what they've had stability-wise at the quarterback position. Now they have Mitch Trubisky, who they're already call, calling for his head, but the backup ain't much better than Kenny Pickett. So it's it, a flip a coin for who you want at quarterback. Uh, when it comes to running back, Najee Harris looked to be one of the best running backs, uh, one of the best rookie running backs, possibly a force to be reckoned with, but he's got 72 yards on 25 carries. Now, back to the game against the Jets, you point the finger at the defense. You can't blow that big of a lead in that short a time. Yeah, special teams is an issue, missing the extra points, not recovering the onside kick, but your running back going up 14 shouldn't be worried about, hey, do I just sit on the ground and end the game? A minute 30 and a 13-point lead is it's plenty of cushion for an NFL team, and it's just unacceptable that after you're looking at going 2-0 and to start the season, you're 1-1, one and one, you could be you know up top the division. To go up 2-0 over the Bengals, who are 0-2, that's a huge leap uh, in the standing. So uh, it's, it's frustrating, but... I'm not surprised. And what hurts even more so is that it's against the Jets and Joe Flacco. If this was Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen scoring two touchdowns in two minutes, I could wrap my head around it more, but Joe Flacco hasn't thrown for over 300 yards in the last three years. So, I mean, what the hell are we doing? Well, what do you got? It's a, You look mad. 
I'm really pissed he's off. Not, he's not mad. He's just disappointed. Miles, Miles Garrett is supposed to be the leader of this team. He is supposed to be odds-on favorite to win defensive player of the year. T.J. Watt now done for the year. It's been his award. Michael Parsons, though. All right, but go ahead. People of Cleveland, since this stadium has been built, have been lining up every Sunday to fill that stadium. I feel as almost as if they made the playoffs two years ago. Expectations were very high going into last year. Turmoil in the clubhouse. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. Questions about leadership, schemes, injuries. They got rid of Baker Mayfield and went all in. This ownership, this front office went all in on Deshaun Watson and said, you know what? We're willing to to sacrifice everything to potentially waste a year this year. They didn't do enough to cover the quarterback position. It's very hard to do to have two. Jacoby Brissett looked absolutely awful in week one and was damn near perfect in this game. 22 for 27, a touchdown and a pick at the end. Jacoby Brissett played damn near perfect against the Jets. And it wasn't enough. Nick Chubb. 17 for 87 yards, three touchdowns. Has about, what, two to three yards area to fall down in after he gets the first down to end the game. And he... I don't know what happened in this meeting where they all started coming out and apologizing. How dare they have Nick Chubb get up to a microphone and take any sort of accountability for losing that game? Amari Cooper, elite route runner. No timing whatsoever with Bursette in week one. Nine for 101 yards and a touchdown this week. Looked amazing. But I go back to this team coming back and being absolutely garbage for 20 years. And Miles Garrett calling out the fans. It makes absolutely no sense. It's embarrassing. A fan base that was lined up to tailgate in the afternoon Saturday to get into the parking lot and spend their hard-earned money Sunday at the stadium. For them to enjoy that whole entire game and then for him to call out the fan base, a fan base that all they've done is cheered and hoped and prayed for a winner for two decades is embarrassing. Not one of the 60,000 people had anything to do with the multitude of blown coverages. And I'm not going to pretend. I'm never going to pretend to know any sort of defensive scheme whatsoever. Not going to do it. I'm in the infancy stages of understanding some of those coverages. The defensive schemes in the NFL are just beyond a common person's knowledge of how a defense is supposed to work. Something tells me that, guys, they got up 14 points, 13 points. And the young guys took a half a second off, and that's all it took Joe Flacco. I don't care about his age. Mark, I don't, the stat, what, 300 yards you said? First time in three years. Was that the stat? That yeah. was, That's the first time I've heard that. Joe Flacco has been irrelevant and he talked his shit 
He said, I've beat the Browns more than I've beat any team. And he did it again. And he came in and did it. I don't know who wears the green dot. Allegedly, it was too. It was loud. Communication was incredibly poor. I think Andy, Andy, I don't know, Andy knows these number numbers. Didn't we end the first half with with at least a timeout? What were what were they doing at the end of the first half and uh, second and first or second and goal? Rushing one guy, sending ten guys back in an easy touchdown. Is it Garrett Wilson's first touchdown, correct? Yes. And he, had a, he had a hell of a game. He did. 102 yards. Uh, I'm starting to think so. You saw week one, Donovan Peoples-Jones was maybe targeted double-digit times. And he wasn't targeted once. Kareem Hunt also had a lot of targets and two touchdowns. Only two receptions this game. Uh, last week, Brian Nagel shared this t- uh, statistic. When Nick Chubb gets his 19 carries, the Browns have a ridiculous record. Only 17 carries this past game, but three touchdowns. Um, <clears throat> I'm wondering if there's that wide receiver room kind of saying, hey, I want some targets. I want to start seeing the ball a little bit more. You saw Joku involved a little bit. Our both tight ends with Harrison Bryant getting um, you know, nine targets between the two. Amari Cooper with 10 targets. Are we going back to that of why is this Donovan People Jones guy getting all these targets when Amari Cooper's our guy? We paid Njoku all this money. We've got a top tight end or a young tight end, Harrison Bryant. Um, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys speak on that. But it just doesn't make sense to me that we lose to this team this way. Uh, but I was worried about Joe Flacco coming back. He has owned us. He has played there a lot. He does know how to win in Cleveland, and he did it again. I said it last week, and... You know, here we are sitting one and one and said, Andy, I said on the podcast that you guys are going to kill me. And I'll go, I'll go back if I'm wrong. I, I said that the play was plus six and a half Jets. And I know Wayne played plus six and a half Jets. Andy took Jets money line. I, I, I don't know why at the tailgate I told people this screams disappointment game. And I don't know if it's mental on the defensive side of things that now we've seen this twice. The NFL, you have to play 60 minutes. The guys in this league, the worst team in the league. I I thought it was going to be the Jets. I thought it was going to be the Giants. These guys know if you give them an inch, they will take... It's it's not the worst loss in Browns history. The 2001 loss to the Bears where they gave up the two touchdowns in 33 seconds and then lost in overtime is is all-time abysmal Browns. Yeah. We we go back to the preseason and what we talked about week 1. How important these first four games were because they were against abysmal opponents. Andy, you're we're one and one. And, and I, you guys let me have a good run there. You seem very, very, very low on the Steelers. And opening the year off, uh, they were anywhere to win the AFC North. I saw anywhere from between plus 600 and plus 850. Let's segue here into our primetime time. Picks. I gotta find Dion here because you know maybe maybe he'll he'll pump me up like you know just a little bit. I don't know. Oh, Andy and Mark, sorry to tell you, you're really low on Andy. I know you're really low on the Steelers this year. Oh, and it's not this year. It's the course of what's happened. Uh, you know, the Steelers are at that number to win the division, win the Super Bowl. Because they've got T.J. Watt, one of the best defensive players out there. You had Najee Harris come into the season, and it's like, hey, we've got this good running back. O-line's getting up there a little bit in age. But you also have a leader on the sidelines of Mike Tomlin, who is one of the best football coaches in our lifetime that we, we've we seen. Um, He's going to coach Stefanski Sunday. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen because they don't have a quarterback. They don't. 
they don't have a Joe Flacco. If they had some veteran that can come in that I'd be concerned about, like, hey, this guy has destroyed Cleveland, I'd be a little bit concerned. It's Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. Well, Andy, I mean, I, I'm completely I know you're, I know, either of those guys. I know you're very low on Kenny Pickett. Mark, what, what's your take on the quarterback room there? If I'm the Steelers, uh, you obviously want to give Kenny Pickett as much time to develop. But the way Trubisky's playing right now, you kind of know what you have. So is it better to go with the unknown? Uh, so I know the fans are already chanting for Pickett. The one uh, it'll in, be interesting the, when that's going to happen. Here's the scary part. The, the, Steelers, the Steelers are one and one. And if they beat us Sunday, they're first place in the AFC North. Yeah, would you guys yeah. call this this uh, must win for the season already for Week Three? It is. I think it is a must win. I think it's in. Uh, I, I I know I throw out there easy win, easy win, but we've shut down the run. They haven't been able to run the ball effectively. We're we're only allowing seventy three and a half yards a game on the ground. We're gonna make them throw the ball, and I. Again, I don't think that's going to be successful for them. Little recap. I'm worried here. about. I'm worried about Mark. defending the pass. I mean, I think the Jets have a Jets had a really good running back tandem and uh, Hall and Carter. Uh, granted, the, the Steelers, the you know they have Najee Harris, but it's the receivers that have been carving us up. Uh, you look back in Week One, Robbie Anderson had that broken play for seventy-five yard touchdown or whatever. And then this past week, more broken plays in the secondary. And we've invested so much into our secondary. Denzel Ward, you know, top pick. Greg Newsom was another first-round pick. Grant Delpit, a second-round pick. Like, we've invested a lot into the secondary, and it seems like we're constantly giving up broken coverage plays consistently. They're blaming that on communication. I just don't understand how with a training camp and then playing – these games already, how communication's still an issue. You sound so sad. Lock it in. Browns minus four and a half. Easy. <sighs> can I get over? I'd the... go fourteen and a half. Can I go over the rest of the sad stuff and apologize to our listeners real quick? Two and zero start. We've lost five straight. This is the coldest run we've had on the podcast, and it's it, it, you know it could have happened last year. It didn't. We were on the better side of things. We're at 28%. The five-loss losing streak has put us at minus 3.2 units. Uh, would be nice to get a 2 and one weekend back like we did in week one. We lead off the Thursday night football, which time of recording is, is tomorrow night, Thursday night. And it's 4.5. Andy really likes them up to 14.5, which isn't going to happen. Mark, what do you got? I just want to say, Monday, you texted, what are our picks? And I gave right. you my picks. And then you completely went opposite on both of them. Andy and I had had a phone call. <laughs> Andy, okay. and I, Andy and I had had a phone call. We agreed on the, the two picks, so we were two out of three. Okay. Um, All right. So I was... But the problem that I have is that I think I was so afraid of getting cold and I knew how tough this weekend was. I had talked myself out of several picks, including but not limited to really want to take the Chargers, and then I go, dude, what if Mahomes shows off? Wrong. Then the Packers and Bears game were all we over. all said we didn't want to touch. <laughs> yeah, we were all, but we were, on the, pack. we were on the I Packers. Pack right away. We are on the Packers, and then like at the game, I'm talking to Nagel and his brother, and they're Talking all about the Bears, and I'm like, damn, 10 points is a lot. Got it wrong. And then the Titans game, it's like Mike Vrabel was like a killer against 10-point spreads. And the Bills went out and just absolutely smacked them. The other Monday night game, I we thought Justin Jefferson was going to carve up Philadelphia. Jeez, the Eagles look good. Well, that's classic Kirk Cousins. Good week, bad week. Right. But Eagles are looking like a serious contender. I, I've, for I've, sure. I've Galen Hurts is a stud right now. Saw some data on the favorites. The favorites are doing well. 
Um, four and a half points. Andy likes some. I don't want to be that dickhead. I think it's going to be a close game. The over-under was like 39 points. The over-under the last game was 39 points against the Jets, and it went way, way, way over 63, 63 points. Um, uh, I Maybe we have a bounce-back game. I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to lock in Browns minus 4.5. Mark? I'm going to take the Steelers in the points. I think we win by a field goal. I think it's going to be a close game. Seems like every time we play the Steelers, you know, it's always, you know, hard-hitting close game, and I expect that to be the same for this. Especially without an explosive offense. I mean, granted, we have an elite running game, but, I mean, Brissett, you can't expect him to be perfect every time out. Andy, are you persuaded at all? No, I I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to move the ball. I don't think that their offense I, is going to stay on the field. I think uh, our defense is going to be well-rested between drives, and we're going to just beat them down with the run game and wear the defense down. I, I think they'll be it'll be close at halftime, but I think there'll be some separation. I, I hear what Andy's saying, but... Looking at what we did last week, I mean, you can't tell me that the Jets' offense is that much better than the Steelers' offense. Then that's why I'm concerned. Until we shore up that defense, I think having a young, good wide receiver and Garrett Wilson, along with two solid running backs, I mean, don't look now, but the Jets could have a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt duo. In Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Michael Carter's got that, you know, that low center of gravity, that hit power, and Brees Hall does as well. I mean, they're two solid young running backs with a lot of miles left on their legs. If they get a good quarterback, because um, I don't think uh, Zach Wilson, <laughs> Zach Wilson is the answer out there. But we'll Throwing see. Throwing bombs, banging bombs. <laughs> I, but they hit the game. draft. I mean, they said the the they did what they had one of the best drafts this past year. They addressed their needs. They continue to hit. And they could be a you know a little fun team to watch. Um, well, the official pick will be on on Twitter. I know Nago gets upset that we talk about it here and then like sometimes it changes, but the official pick will always be on Twitter because. We record on Wednesdays, and things can change between now and Thursday. So, guys, if you're listening, yes, get excited about the games. If you love what we're saying, go ahead and lock it in. I I, I said this last week, Andy. The best line that you're going to get is the opening line, period. The line movement will throw you, will throw you off. A significant amount of money has to come in on one side to move a half a point. Don't. Don't be scared. I know. Uh, I know Jadeveon Clowney's out. Who else is out for us tomorrow? Has the injury report come out? Yeah. Uh, no other significant ones that are out tomorrow. Okay. Um. Next game, Sunday night football. The 49ers are on the road. They just lost Trey Lance. Uh, he, they're visiting. Den- they're going to Denver. Denver's obviously a tough place to play. But 49ers are point and a half favorites on the road. Very well, interesting. It's the Jimmy G effect. And uh, the the Broncos coming off the really weird week one loss to the Seahawks on the road, and then they get the Texans at home and only beat them 16 to 9. I thought that the Broncos were going to be more of a force in the AFC, and they kind of look like they're <laughs> just another one on one team that doesn't know what's next, and they, they're they getting thrust into the spotlight. And the the Broncos, you know, they're not favored in this game. Their next couple weeks are a lot of winnable games there, so I, I know we're not supposed to talk about them, but they got the Raiders on the road, the Colts, who are just completely clueless in the AFC right now, the Chargers. That, that, guys, is the AFC West just awesome? It's so much fun. That's a, that's a good division. Yeah, 
Um, maybe the toughest in football. A point and a half on the road. The favorites have been doing well. Yeah, what's Mark? Your gut take on this one? In Mark, I, I have to applaud you. Uh, like you said, Andy had his hand raised. Oh, go He's ahead. Ready to talk about this? Go one. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this this one's easy. Uh, Jimmy G coming back. I think he's going to do great under center. You know, they just beat the Seahawks by 20. I know it's at home. Broncos lost to the Seahawks. Russell Wilson has been a joke. They're laughing at him on the sideline. They say he has no control in the huddle, no control on the sideline. They don't look at him as a leader. Along with that, Denver's missing Patrick Sertain, their top corner. Uh, right now, he's listed as uh, questionable or day-to-day, but... If they're without Sertain, and this is only at one and a half, I think it's a easy one and a half winner for uh, the 49ers. Go ahead, Will. Uh, I'm leaning. No, once again, I'm cold. I I don't. I, I Russell Wilson's been bad. I don't think he's that bad. I I think that that uh, he's do, way due for a bounce back game and show off who he really is. And uh, I'm surprised that Denver's actually not favored in this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm going with Broncos as well. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, he knows that 49er defense. So he should be a little bit more comfortable. Uh, another week, hopefully they're starting to patch things all together, piece it all together. I agree with you, Will. Russell Wilson isn't in a st- steep decline. I don't buy that. So I think he's... He needs to keep it uh, the momentum rolling, and I look for him to do it again this week. Yeah, I think at home. Guys, Go ahead. These guys, they, they don't score points. The Broncos, can, they average 16 points a game. That's Browns numbers. I'm not disputing that. I'm saying I don't I don't think that they can be bottled up, bottled up this bad this long. Well, they, the Texans bottled them up. It, 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 that is true. Name name three players on the Texans. Davis Mills, Kenyon Green, Brandon Cooks. Big impact players you named right there. Niners, easy. Those are all three offensive players. They got that star-studded offense at Houston. That was God. sarcasm, but. I don't hate the Broncos, man. I I mean, well, I, I'm being what's, passive, what's though, because I've been, I've been so bad. Monday Night Football game, America's team, Dallas Cowboys, 1-1 one one on the road to the New York Football Giants, 2-0 and oh in what everybody thought was going to be one of the worst teams in, in football, the Giants. Danny Dimes Andy is 2-0. Andy, go ahead. Danny Dimes. Give me my boy, Danny Dimes. Don't think much more about it. Get it at minus one. Saquon Barkley is looking like he's coming back a little bit. Uh, I just think this is one of those games. It's a rivalry game. This is a fun one to watch again. The you know the Giants being 2-0. Um, the oh. Cowboys going on the road. Cooper Rush. This is huge for their division. Because... It is. It's a very big game. Check something but out real quick. Go ahead. The Giants haven't beat it, the Giants have beat Tennessee and what we thought was a good win to start the year may not be that. Right. It, it very well. It, it could be an awful win. Then they only beat Carolina at home by three. NFL doesn't have rankings. That's a good thing. They're two and zero. Oh. This is going to be Cooper Rush. It's a prime time game. I think Danny Dime shines. As the Saquon Barkley, and they win by. Uh, I, I'll go. They win by two. The NFC East is a very, very, very interesting division right now, and they're all playing each other this weekend. Is it going to be the most fun division this year? No, I think I still have the AFC West just because I'm so high on the Chargers. Everybody's high on the Chiefs. The Devontae Adams effect in Vegas, and then the Broncos question mark. I mean, uh, <laughs> the Eagles and uh, Commanders are playing this weekend, and the Giants and Cowboys are playing this weekend. So the the Giants, uh, <laughs> I can't believe we're you discussing. Can have, 
you can have freaking all two and one teams or two teams. The, the Eagles and the Giants could be three and zero this weekend. The NFL guys, it, it's it's the best because of this stuff. We 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 were really down on the Browns right now, and if the Browns win this weekend, they're number one in the division. Which makes absolutely no sense uh whatsoever. We and we play third we play you know Thursday. The Ravens go are on the road, go to New England and well, God, who are the Patriots this year? Yeah, but do you want to talk about us having a bad loss? Ravens said the same thing. I mean uh, two Tua looks like he's got a cannon now. He's got some good wide receivers. Where are we at on the Bengals? Is it that Super Bowl I, appearance hangover? I, I got up and I should have watched this on the ticker. The last time a team that went to the Super Bowl started 0-3 was a long time uh, a long time ago. Uh, Bengals next three weeks, they've got the Jets who just came off beating us. They get the Dolphins, Ravens, the, the and I'm high on the Dolphins. Sorry. I think that our player in the AFC, I really, really think they do. So, going to do a little fun thing here before we go to college. And but you guys uh, got to make your picks. Oh yeah, uh, no, I'm on. I'm I'm on Danny Dimes. Andy, I'm with you. Mark, I'm a little, I'm a little. T- what was the line again? One, one. It's a tough game. Uh, Cowboys defense looks really good. Micah Parsons is probably the most dominant college, uh, defensive player in the league. You know, he's already has four sacks. Uh, Dan Quinn's doing a good job of defensive scheming, you know, giving him isolation. Uh, Dane Dimes, he's got some wheels. I mean, granted, he's not Micah Parsons fast, so he'll still get caught. But, um, yeah, I'll probably tend to lean with you guys. Uh, roll with the Giants as well. So let's have some fun here before we go to college. Andy, you've been crushing college. I want you guys, and I'm going to, I want to see your face here. I'm going to get you back up on the Discord. We're going to go through the AFC North teams here, or I'm sorry, the AFC teams, the whole conference, and you're going to give me a gut reaction, one word response. Like you could say contender, garbage, pretender. Uh, I don't, like something quick, one, one to two words, okay? And I'll give you the record too. Not going to spend a lot of time on this. We're going to run through them. Then we're going to go Mark and then Andy each time. The 2-0 and Miami Ooh, Dolphins. Legit. They're as hot as the Latinos down there. <laughs> right? That's a lot of words. All right. <laughs> Mark, 2-0, and Buffalo Bills. The Elite. Playoff letdown. Ooh. I mean, that sums up their franchise, right? One and one. One and one. New York Jets. Misleading. Andy. Mysterious. And then the last place, (laughs) New York. I'm sorry. The last place, one and one, New England Patriots. Clown. Because I think Mac Jones is a clown. Andy. In the words of Nate Diaz, not surprised. All right. I won't repeat the rest. Let's go a little quicker here. Casey Chiefs 2-0. I think they who they, we thought they were. Um, nice. Still t- a top team. Andy. Yeah, contender. 1-1 one one Chargers. At the cusp. Okay. Being elite. Uh, Charles Ramsey in those ribs, man. Let's hope they hold out for uh, Herbert. <laughs> Jesus. The Broncos, one and one. Lost. They're, they're a joke. <laughs> Fair enough. Raiders. Oh, my God. The Raiders are 0-2. 
Side note: Did you see the, the when they were up big? The guy spraying champagne, <laughs> and then they yes. ended up losing the That's game. That's Vegas for um, you. Yeah, um, I think they're just going to be disappointing. That's, I, that I, really that division's sucks. Way too tough. Yeah, it sucks for that their that fan base. Yeah, I, I think guaranteed losing record. Wow. Do we do the? A- I want to skip the AFC South. They they didn't have a single winner last week. They have one win out of the four teams right now. I do we? I mean, is there anybody we're talking about? And Andy, we talked about the Titans are going to be fine. Oh, no, the Titans are not fine. Do this. Do this division. Oh and two. Yeah, I'm ready for Malik Willis. Okay, Titans. Oh and two. Let's go bottom to the top here. <laughs> Mark the Titans. Pretenders. The king dethroned. The old one and one Colts. They might be the most disappointing team in, in football. I mean, you could say the Bengals, but they are very disappointing. Yeah, they should just save their stadium for the combine. <laughs> Texans, all one and one. The second place Houston Texans. Rebuilding, and I think they're doing an okay job. I think Davis Mills I, is a legit quarterback. Does Romeo Cornell still coach there? I <laughs> uh, no, it's Lovey Smith. Ah. And what about the first place one and one Jaguars? Unenthusiastic after seeing Trevor Lawrence's hype speech. Let's go, guys. I'm going to call them division it's, champs. Stop it's it. It's yeesh. That means, division that means you... Stop yeah, it. that's a joke, Andy. I'd love to go f- any future line on the Titans right now. One, two. I mean, I still like them. Long season. Long season. We know these teams. This is the fun one. We're going to wrap it up right here. First place, one and one Steelers. Trash. I mean, their savior is small hands pickets. So. One, and, dwellers. one and one Ravens. Lamar, because it's everything's going to rest on him. He's carrying so. the team. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I think it's troublesome. Contracts, Lamar. Uh, I saw I saw a gif on, on Twitter. It said Lamar walking back to the clubhouse at halftime, and he's got like $500 bills, like $500 in 20s in his hand, like in his face going like, what? It's just... God forbid he gets hurt. Uh, third place, one and one Browns. Fine. I mean, I, I, this is kind of what I expected until Watson gets here. Uh, I'll go plus one. That's our point differential in the year. Got to figure it out. Got to <laughs> let's stop these games being so close. And last but not least, the last place, 0-2 AFC Conference champion, Cincinnati Bengals. They're kind of like a jester right now. I mean, they had all this hype, and they said how Joe Burrow is this top quarterback, and now they're 0-2, and they lost to Cooper Rush. I'll go with uh, cruise control. I think they thought uh, there was an easy route back to the playoffs and potentially being a contender. And this league's they got punched in the face twice. This league's very hard. All right, boys, what are we drinking? Andy, you were you you were like while we're doing our sound check, you were in Walgreens. Yeah, I went Sign to Walgreens up. to get some uh, tequila or some lemonade to mix with my tequila and i found some mixer it's not bad i need another one though this is going pretty long got your walgreens uh card updated it sounds like yeah i signed up for a walgreens card shout out to them for giving me three dollars off on my purchase great discounts there at walgreens this is at the corner of uh broadview and i want to say rockside phenomenal cash register she really sold the membership there <laughs> i signed up for those discounts Enjoy those coupons. Mark, Yeah. what are you sipping on? Uh, 
uh, pretty much I have melted ice cream here now because I didn't <laughs> know we were ready or alive. Drink the ball. Drink the ball. So I, I have a uh, sea salt caramel ice cream from Honey Hut. That sounds good. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm drinking. Nine and a half percent. Victory Sour Monkey Triple Ale. Tastely tart, mystical flavors, fruity notes from imported Belgian yeast swirl through a precise souring. Pucker up to a bite of citrus-laden tang ending with a delectable experience. Uh, And it's delicious. I don't know if anybody's anybody's had this, but uh, it's very, very, very good. It's got the monkey with the yellow tongue coming out. I can't remember where it's out of. Oh, Downington, Pennsylvania. Whoops, supporting Pennsylvania before I go to the game tomorrow. Very disappointing uh, week for the Browns. Hopefully, we all leave tomorrow. My favorite Thursday night game I ever went to is when they broke the the um, the coolers open, and that was Thursday night football. Real cool leaving that game. Mark thinks it's going to be a close game. I think we can win a close one. I I, I, I tend to agree with him on that uh, point spread. But hey, uh Real quick, who was the uh, QB when that happened? Well, when what happened? It was Baker Mayfield. Oh, we broke up in the coolers. It was Baker Mayfield. What did you do after the it's week fun. one game against the Panthers, Andy, in Fantasy Football League? No, it wasn't after. It was mid-game. I dropped <laughs> Imagine going back to the locker room having a pink slip. Uh, Andy, you were kind of fired with your NCAA picks last weekend. What do you got on tap for us? Uh, I think there's a bunch of stuff starting uh, tomorrow night. And anything you like? Oh, Mark's got his hand up. Real quick for all those Baker Bros. Duke couldn't even beat Danny Dimes. That that happened. This is this is, this is why Andy said that Dan, everyone gave Andy shit when Andy said he'd rather have Daniel Jones than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's still on the team that drafted him. Room. All right, go ahead. Um, to college football. We're we're starting to get to that point in the college football season where they're playing Friday, they're playing Saturday, and they're playing Thursday. Can't wait till Tuesday. We got matching. Um, but one of the good games on uh, Thursday, we've got Coastal Carolina and Georgia State, which. For it being a three and O team against an O and three team, spreads only two, which is weird to me. Uh, Coastal Carolina is only getting two points. I think uh, you jump all over that with Grayson McCall. You know he's throwing the ball all over, all over the field. He's seven hundred thirty three yards with nine touchdowns, only one interception. If they could summon the Georgia State Panthers, keep them you know to a couple field goals. Um, they could run away with the game. The safer bet might just be the over at 62 and just watch a shootout ensue in front of you. I think these guys, you know, both of them might average over 400 yards on offense, and Georgia State gives up over 400 yards on defense. So it should be a shootout Thursday. Unfortunately, we're probably going to miss it because we're we'll watching the Browns. But, you know, take whichever one you want, Coastal Carolina minus two or the over at 62. Anything on those guys? I'm right with Coastal. Yeah, I think I, I liked Coastal in that game, and I didn't understand why the spread was so close. Uh, Not two names you expect to hear us talking about in September. Duke Blue Devils. This is on uh, Saturday. Duke Blue Devils are going to Lawrence. Is that where Kansas Jayhawks are yes. at? Yes. Three and zero. Both these guys are three and zero, which is unheard of in college football for these these teams. Um, right now, Kansas is minus seven and a half. They've got some decent wins. They beat Houston on the road last week. Two weeks ago, they beat West Virginia on the road. Uh, Duke, on the other hand, has beat Temple. They beat Northwestern. So they got some decent wins against you know. An AAC team and a Big Ten team. Uh, I do like Kansas, though, in this one at minus 7.5. Their offense has been pretty powerful, uh, you know, averaging 53 points over three games. 
I think they'll be able to contain Duke a little bit, uh, but I do like Kansas. I'm at home getting seven and a half. I think a lot of the fans are going to bring that basketball rivalry to the football field, and you're going to see a packed, uh, packed stadium out there in Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas. Did we lose Mark? No, I'm still here. Sorry. I was just looking uh, at lines. Sorry. What do you, what do you guys like now? <laughs> I think that's cool that like Duke and Kansas right now football. Yeah, it's 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 awesome to see you know anytime that those teams are doing well. Uh, I kind of lean with you though, Andy. That Kansas offense is very high power, so I'm gonna roll with the Jayhawks over the Blue Devils. Yeah, I, I, I well. no, I really don't know. I really don't know these teams very well. I know you guys would expect me to take Duke and the points. What is it? Seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, God damn. Are, are people getting fired up in Lawrence about football again? I mean, when they were one of the top 10 teams and they had that massive coach with a FUPA, I mean, <laughs> wasn't it Charlie Kelly? I don't know. There's FUPA. I look it up. God, I mean, he was like the lo- most lovable guy in college sports that year. Oh, I don't know. You know, Dave Lance Leopold. Mark, you know that name. Yeah. I didn't know he was out at Kansas. This, uh, this makes complete sense that they're doing this well. Lance <laughs> Leopold was at Buffalo. Uh, prior to that, he was at uh, Wisconsin Whitewater and I would say he dethroned Mount Union football a little bit. He set him back down to earth and won a handful of national championships before taking him and his entire coaching staff out to Buffalo. And then they did a great job out at Buffalo. Rough the first year, but once he got his recruiting classes in there and had some great running backs and good old line, built what was a great team at Buffalo. Now you see him out of Kansas, and it makes complete sense that Lance Leopold has turned this around because he joined in 2021 – so he's got a year under his belt to you know, turn this team around. I'll oh, ride with the Jayhawks even more. Yeah, that, now that I know that, well, sorry, Lance Leopold is the Mike or Coach K of D uh, three football. Sure. Okay. Well, then maybe you guys can talk me into taking Kansas that night. What else you got, Andy? <laughs> I mean, give me, that, give me, that, give that me, should have been enough for you right there. Give me something exciting, please. There isn't that much. So I looked at it this way this week. Usually I talk about those top games that are fun to watch. They have been, but now I'm trying to make us money. Toledo going to San Diego State. The Quan Finn at quarterback. Not related. <laughs> they didn't play that bad against Ohio State. Yeah, 77 to 21. But they scored two touchdowns in the first two quarters. Had it at 28-14. San Diego State is 0-3 against the spread. They've been awful this year. They were favored against Arizona. They lost by 18. Toledo's only minus three on the road. I love that line. It's a 3-30 game. It's on Fox Sports 1. I'm all over Toledo minus three right now. Don't let it go up any higher. Hop on it minus three. I'll take Toledo with you. Sorry, I'm not going to really argue with you here. I know you've been on fire, so... Uh, I, I'm sorry. I have some breaking news for you guys. If you, if I can interrupt the NCAA, uh, this is relevant, not to NCAA, but definitely to the whole sports world. Uh, Jeff Bezos interested in purchasing the Phoenix Suns. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I didn't know that. This uh, ownership group he's putting together is, uh, forget Bezos, former Disney CEO, Oracle co-founder, and Wizards minority governor are all expected to be interested in buying the Suns and the Mercury. Uh, Andy, I hate to interrupt your segment there, but that's... uh, (laughs) That's crazy. What does... I don't know how old uh, Mark. Do you have any or do you have any idea, Andy? Too the how old the Sun Stadium is. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you got? I'm gonna look this up real quick here. The Footprint Center, 
Footprint Center was built in uh, 1992, so you've got to believe that Jeff Bezos will turn it into a parking lot. (laughs) All right, Andy, what do you got? Uh, Well, uh, while you were doing that, I looked up the name of the coach uh, that was with Kansas, (laughs) the big dude, Mark Mangino. That's the big, uh, big overweight gentleman that you're you're speaking of. They're probably back well, coaching football somewhere. I'm well, not sure where he's at right now. Let though. me issue an apology. I'm sorry, Mark Mangino, for making fun of your football. I'm I sorry. Mean, it's not funny. Don't make fun of the diabetes. It's not funny. He's very. He's he was a very good coach. Is he still he alive? Was. He is still we're, alive. We're talking about him in the like past a, tense. He he's still alive. Yeah, he's not rolling over in his grave. Apparently, he lost a lot of weight. No. Oh, good. So, speaking of being alive, is is the is the queen's funeral over yet or no? Yes. Okay, it's done. Okay, and and now we just, right. we're gonna do this all over again in about a year for King Charles. She's sausage fingers. His fat um. <laughs> so Toledo minus three. Uh, sorry, we we went off track there. Uh, next one. Our Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They're going to UNC. Uh, UNC has been in some close games. They've been in some high-scoring games. Notre Dame's been in some close games and low-scoring games. Um, I just think Notre Dame is terrible. UNC is only minus one and a half. It's at home in Chapel Hill. Give me the Tar Heels minus one and a half. <laughs> is Notre Dame going to win a game? Uh, the, I think the better question is, is their starting quarterback going to throw a touchdown pass? I, I, I can't believe that. No touchdowns on the year. Two interceptions. Give me the Tar Heels. I'm laughing in. Yeah, I'm laughing in the basking of how bad Nord Nord Dame is. Marcus. Oh no! What? Who sent the picture of Mark Mangino? <laughs> that was Will. Uh. Yeah, I'll probably go with the Tar Heels as well. I mean, Notre Dame—they're struggling. I think that they got the wrong coach. Granted, the players wanted him, but I just, it's not working. All right. Two, only two more for you guys. This is more so on my fun one to watch. This isn't a uh, don't touch it. Uh, James Madison Dukes going to App State. This one's uh, another midday 3.30 game. Right now, James Madison's averaging 53.5 points a game while only allowing seven. And they're only allowing 165 yards a game. App State's putting up almost 500 yards a game along with uh, James Madison. High-powered offenses. The line is 58.5 for the over-under. I think I like the over in this one. Uh, Let's see a shootout. Let's see some fun between... uh, some of these non-power five teams. Well, not even non-power five, but a double uh, A team, FCS team. You guys probably don't have anything on that. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Honestly, like the the college stuff, I'm I'm so focused on the NFL and bouncing back that I'm just leaning on you, Andy, because you you've had this stuff right. I, Marcus, I was, anything on that? I was pumped. I took Troy plus fourteen this weekend, and I, I took it because it was a rivalry game with App State, and they they covered easy. And I think I took Wake minus seventeen and a half because you told me to take them, and that was like one of your only losses. Yeah, that one was so bad. I, Liberty, Liberty just looked like a completely different team. Uh, I wasn't expecting that one, but. If you guys aren't, join the Discord. We talk about the games. I watch them live. Sometimes there's, hey, take this live. 
Um, the team Disc- totals. I, the Discord link, the way, the easiest way to find it is in the podcast info, Andy, right? I don't think we have it up anywhere else. Correct. Because it's the, the, the links are very confusing, right? It's a long link. Yeah, we can put it on the, the Instagram bio. Yeah, let's do that. Out there. Let's do that. Let's get that upgraded, and I'll try to get it on the Twitter uh, Twitter bio by the end of uh, tonight. All right, last one. Arkansas Razorbacks going to Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, 3-0 for the Razorbacks. 2-1 against the spread. Going to Texas A&M. 1-2 against the spread. Texas A&M beat a Miami team that played scared last week. They're only favored by one and a half at home. I think KJ Jefferson is a very good dual threat quarterback. Um, there's still question marks for Texas A&M at, at, at QB. Arkansas defense against the run, which kind of is what A&M needs to win the game. They've been very good against the run. Give me Arkansas uh, plus one and a half. I think they, you know, maybe you can go money line on it if you don't want to take the points. Money line's only plus one hundred five right now. But give me the Razorbacks. I'm a huge KJ Jefferson fan. I think they do enough on the road uh, to win this game. Yeah, I don't mind Arkansas either. Um, I've I've been having issues taking A&M, obviously. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the the Ohio State-Wisconsin game. Uh, C.J. Stroud continues to show that he's... A potential number one overall pick. He's got 11 touchdowns on the year, zero interceptions, and uh, his completion percentage is damn near 73. percent So you both, uh, you both. I want you to address the Ohio State Buckeye Nation. I didn't get to experience this really until I was outside the state of Ohio, where you know, you're. I'm sorry for hitting the mic there. The the um, Buckeye Nation is uh, they are really hated outside the state of Ohio because. A lot of the fans think that um, they really are God's gift to football. And we kind of saw this last year with C.J. Stroud being a freshman. He kind of got a lot of flack early. And there's been a lot of Twitter and Facebook flack on C.J. Stroud. And then what did I send? Uh, he's at 10 or 11 touchdowns and no picks this year. What else do you want from the kid? Exactly. Mark, I uh, like this game too. But I like it in favor of Wisconsin at plus eighteen and a half. Uh, the that being Ohio State has given up points. They gave up twenty one to Toledo, gave up ten to Notre Dame, who again are terrible. Notre Dame sucks. They don't even stink. They suck. And they gave up twelve to Arkansas State. Now their offense does put up a lot of a lot of points. Wisconsin put up sixty six points last week. On a co- another college football team, New Mexico State University. I think Wisconsin's going to keep it close enough to cover that 18 and a half points. Ohio State wins at home. They're only one and two against the spread, the Buckeyes, but we all know Big Ten game. I guess we can kind of consider this a rivalry game. Over over two touchdowns and a field goal. I mean, 18 and a half. Come on. Yeah, that's a lot of points for sure. Will anything on that or I'm afraid I, every time I take the Buckeyes, they don't cover. They're the, the, the Kings of not covering. Uh, I'm not Are afraid. Are Atlanta Falcons? Right. And I'm not afraid of taking the Badgers here. Buckeyes win by we'll see how, 10. Yeah. Let, let's see how the night goes. And if you're up, what times, what times the Buckeyes game? That's a seven thirty one. So I'm all like, it's just too many points. It's uh, that's such a big number, and I get it. The Buckeyes can score quick, but it's a Big Ten game. These are going to stay close. All right, we'll see how you guys are doing after your noon games and three o'clock games. Nooners. <laughs> I have a wedding one Saturday, so I'll be missing out on all that. Um, guys, anything else you want to add? Uh, we got to bounce back in the primetime picks. I, I, I Well, the official picks will come out on Twitter. I'll put them on Instagram as well. A I got two real quick things. Sure. Shout out Aaron Judge hitting 60 home runs already. Uh, I mean, that's huge. And then Albert Poulos, I think he's, what, 698? 
he's, so he's two, closing on he's, 700 he's, home runs. He's so. two away. Uh, baseball's got a lot of storylines going in October. Mark, you've met. Do we got a biggest loser? Are we not doing that? I don't have one. Me. Me oh, for come you. Come on. You. There's so many. I mean, are we doing this again? We got, yeah. I got a lot of, I got, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story. I got called in a group chat. Sorry, Aunt Donna. I got called a fucking loser over the Angelo thing. And Angelo took it all in stride. And I give Angelo a lot of credit because he really did take the whole segment in stride. He's like, you know what? He's like, I, he's like, I actually, I like had that coming. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a really, really good segment, but I don't know. Am I wrong? It's a good segment. And, there's stuff I won't say about. Um, it's don't throw stones at a glass house, uh, or it, don't throw stones in a glass house. If you if you want to call people someone a uh, effing loser, um, yeah, don't look down on somebody unless you're picking them back up. That's right. Yeah, I don't know where I heard that one before. All right, I'll start this one off. I got in here, loser, biggest loser last week's were Texas A&M, Notre Dame, and Queen Elizabeth. Quite a list. I'll start with myself. I was the biggest loser of the last week. I finished the St. Ed's Mixer roughly 10 o'clock at night, packed up, came home, and decided that I didn't want to get up at 3.30 to go wait in line um, because the guys for the Muni lot because the guys had already put a trash can out in front of the, the ambulance and I decided that, hey, I'm going to just get up and go park where the trash can is now because I feel like the line is going to be so long that when I get there that... I'm not going to be able to get up to where they're at and or I'm going to be blocked out a lot. So I got downtown to Marginal at 1.30 in the morning. And when I got to the end of the line, you guys will laugh at this. I didn't tell you this part. I got to the end of the line and I had to drive on the wrong side of the road at 1.30 in the morning for 0.8 miles to get to where they were at. That's how many fans were in line for the meeting a lot at that time. I get pulled in and I took my contacts out and I literally slept on the floor of the DJ truck with three blankets and four pillows until 4.45 in the morning, of which then I got into the lot and tailgated from 5 till noon and then went and watched that absolute abysmal of a game. And you may wonder why I'm calling myself the biggest loser. No, it's not because I slept on the side of Marginal Road. It's because I made myself the biggest coffee in the world and I left it at home. And then, my friends, I am the biggest loser of the week last week. So, Angelo, I join you. High five. Andy, go ahead. Uh, I got mine. We'll go to the baseball world. I'm going to give it to the Los Angeles Angels baseball team for their eighth season in a row, missing the playoffs with what we call an MVP contender on their roster. Uh, two. We'll call it two. We'll call it two MVP contenders on their roster. They spent a bunch of money to get, uh, I don't even know, dude that hardly even plays. Anthony um, Rendon? Anthony Rendon, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they had Jared Walsh. They just don't have the pitching aside from Otani. They just, you know, the rally monkey's dead. He's rolling over his grave watching this team not make the playoffs every year. With, with two of the best hitters, I would say, some of the best hitters in baseball, you would think that they would be in contention. 
No, they're 65 and 83. They're 32 games out of first place. Just completely unacceptable for what you have talent-wise. Los Angeles Angels joins the list. Mark? I'm going to go with uh, all the Tua haters. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I think uh, last week was kind of his coming out party. Uh, Ravens are usually known for their good defense, and he kind of carved them up a bit. And uh, he has people talking about the Dolphins now and uh, serious contention. Uh, it'll be fun game watching him versus Josh Allen and the Bills this week. That'll really be the measuring stick on how well they can do this season. So I'm looking forward to watching that game on Sunday. Andy's putting did his hand see, up. This margarita is fruity. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, did you see the video where they flipped to where Tua looks like he's throwing right-handed, and it looks like he has an absolute cannon for an arm? So is it just because he's lefty that everybody gives him a hard time? Yes. Well, what if he identifies as a right-handed quarterback? He uh, Maybe at some point he will. Guys, if you haven't done so, follow the Instagram. Join the Discord. Let's get more action in the Discord this weekend. Mark, anything to add? Nope. All right, guys, go Browns. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared.